Hello, and welcome to the Butterfly Connection. Connecting your soul to source with Molly Ray Randall and Sarah Courtney. We are all connected, and we are not alone. What if you could rebirth your soul, gain movement in your life, and reconnect with your authentic self? Join us each week as we connect with Source to answer the burning questions that lie deep within us and gain clarity and wisdom to soar to our greatest potential. It's It's time time to fly. This is BK4, Journey to Self-Love. Hello, everyone. This is Sarah and Molly of the Butterfly Connection. Hello, hello. How are you all? Hope you're all having a wonderful day today. We would really love to spend our time today talking to you about self-love and what that means and how you can get to a level of feeling that and also how our relationships change because of the feeling of self-love. Yes. And just so you know, we are not masters yet in self-love. We are on the journey with all of you. And we would love to share some of our experiences today about what has worked for us, about the relationships we have maybe had to change a little bit, just the evolution of ourselves while walking through the path of self-love. Right. Yeah, I I really feel like it is an evolution. You know, when when you're born and when you go through your childhood into adulthood, you know, I don't think it's it's ever really brought up. It's not really talked about. Um and specifically with the words self love. People talk about love, they talk about loving others. Often, at least in my experience growing up, love to me was what you could do for other people. And by doing those things, you were showing love. But um, to to understand and build self-love, you know, I really feel like that's something that isn't talked about enough. It is not talked about enough. And a lot of times... I know for myself, I have never even been asked until I started my spiritual journey of what is self-love. And for me personally, self-love is being able to take care of myself, to look at myself in the mirror and say, you're amazing. I love you. To be able to love myself so much that everyone else's love is just a bonus. And that's really hard. I really think that we can be our own worst enemies. We can be our own worst criticizers. And when you're in that space where even looking in the mirror, you look in the mirror and what do you generally see? A lot of times, most of us see our flaws. So, you know, we might go, oh, my gosh, I've got some gray hairs or my arms are too flabby or I don't like the way that my face is shaped or I don't like the tired look in my eyes, or I don't like the shape of my body. And there's so many things that we say to ourselves every day. And a lot of this is maybe what society has made us think that things should look like, or maybe we've heard it from parents, or maybe our parents 
flaws. We've heard their flaws. So then it made it look at made us look at ourselves as having the same flaws. But when you're when you're looking in the mirror like that and you're seeing all the negative, it's really hard to achieve self-love because really self-love is is loving your whole self, every part of it. Inside and out. Yes. Mm -hmm. And the loving the freckle, loving the grays, loving the loving those flabby arms, even though we might not love how they fit in clothing sometimes, you still have to be able to look at yourself and say, I am fabulous. I look fabulous. Because how you feel inside is how you're going to carry yourself on the outside. Right. And vice versa. If, yes. If you love the outer appearance, if you accept yourself for who you are, then you can start to look inward and you can start to see even like the physical um, or no, the emotional stuff that that you may not like. My biggest thing that I hated about myself growing up was the fact that I never 100% felt comfortable around people. I w would say the wrong thing. I would laugh at the wrong time. I just never felt like I was quote unquote accepted. And what I've come to find is that, you know, it, it was really because I had not gone inward. I had not gone into the deepest depths of myself to be okay with who I was. As a matter of fact, I didn't even know who I was. And, you know, you can run into a trap with that, both physically and emotionally, because then if you haven't filled those gaps of who you are, who you want to be, how you want yourself to project to the world, then someone else can come in and fill those gaps. And if that happens, you can very easily lose yourself in other people and then allow what other people say to you to affect you. Allow someone to say, oh, well, you have flabby arms. You look terrible on that. And so if you don't already have your own story filled, written out, then people will, will start filling those pages up for you. Yeah. And speaking about you know, people filling up the pages, it can be really, really easy for those pages to already start to be filled when you're a kid. Um, now, I know everybody has had, we all have our own stories about our childhood. Sarah and I can only talk to you about what our experience is with our childhood. But I know for me personally, I had a mother who was extremely self-conscious of her body. I heard about it all of the time. So my fear in life was, oh my gosh, am I going to have thunder thighs? I was so afraid of having thunder thighs that I, at 10, 11, 12 years old, I was doing excessive amount of thigh exercises just because I had this huge fear that I might get thunder thighs. But now as an adult, now being open and thinking about things, what is wrong with your thighs being a little bigger? It's part of who you are. It's part of the shape of your body. Now, I will tell you, I personally don't think that my thighs are bigger because I don't have the shape of my, the same shape that my mom has. But, you know, there are other things in my, with my body that I would maybe like to look differently. However, that is part of me learning about just complete self-love for myself. And I've been spending a lot of time when I do look in the mirror, if I start to think negative thoughts about, oh, look at the flab on your stomach. I will look at that flab on my stomach and go, I love you. I've birthed 
two children at one time with this stomach. I carried children in here. This is why it looks the way that it is. And I appreciate you. It's it's weird and uncomfortable, I will say, for me. It's weird and uncomfortable to compliment parts of my body that I might not care for. But I have found that the more that I do that and replace the negative self-talk with positive reinforcement, it does change the perspective of how I look at myself in the mirror. Yeah. And for me, on a more emotional and mental level, when I was growing up, I had to do everything right. I had to get the grades that were A's and above. I had to, so to speak, prove myself in a thousand different ways because that's what I felt like I needed to do to be accepted, both in my family and around the people I went to school with. And I suffered a good long time trying to be what everybody, what I thought everybody else wanted me to be. You know, the person that says everything right, the person that, that can walk into a room and make a whole room laugh, the person who always has the answers, the person who always is the one that someone else leans on. That's the role that I thought that I had to have. And it, it took until not t too many years ago that I realized that I wasn't filled. I was filled with junk. <laughs> I was filled with everyone else of their worries, of their fears, of what their place was in the world. And I was so busy trying to fix those people or try to help those people out that I forgot to do it for myself. And when I looked in the mirror, you know, for me, it, it wasn't so much the, the outer physical appearance. It, it was, who am I? What the heck is my purpose? What am I supposed to be doing with this life? And, and I knew it was to help people, but it wasn't working the way that I was doing it. And that's when I started to uh, write. I started to write. I started to write down a list. One time I wrote down a list. I had to come up with 30 things I loved about myself. 30 things. And I had a really hard time doing that. And it came to the realization that I never took the time to just figure out what it was I loved about myself. And the realization I came to at that time was that I didn't love anything about myself. And my friends, that that was when I hit the lowest of low. But at that point, it's when I felt like my rebirth started. And I said, no, I can't, I can't live this way. This is not what I am meant to be doing. And I made the choice at that moment that I was going to change everything. And it started with finding, even if it was one thing, one thing to love about myself and then build off of that. That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that story and that part of your journey, Sarah. I, I'm sure everybody can appreciate the honesty. Part of self-love is even being able to tell your story, no matter how difficult it may be, no matter how challenging the journey can be. You know, sometimes you just have to ugly cry about it and you have to be okay with that. You have to embrace that. And those of us that are around people that are in that kind of emotional state, I know sometimes it can feel, we can feel uncomfortable, but a lot of times everybody's looking for the same thing. We just want to hug. You just want to know that somebody out there 
is willing to hear your story, is willing to show some compassion and some love and some support in where you're at. And I really feel like if you can find those sorts of people to come into your life, that it really does help with the self-love. Now, of course, self-love, you can't achieve that from looking on the outside, but it's always helpful to have someone or people there to help you out. And this is part of the journey that can be a little challenging because as you start to go in and reflect internally, I mean, a lot of times we can start out easily looking at the external things, but if you really start to go within yourself and say, what is, like Sarah said, what is it that I love about myself? And you have to start finding something And hopefully you do. And if you don't, look a little deeper. Do some free writing. Um, Do whatever you need to do. But in that time, as you start to find self-love, you're going to find that there are going to be people in your life that are not going to support you in that. And those are usually the takers or the energy vampires, as you may have heard it before, where all they want to do is take whatever light that you do have and just suck it right on out of you. Because maybe they don't have self-love. Maybe they're having a hard time uh, getting to a place in their life where they can find joy and happiness. And you're going to find the more you love yourself, the harder it is going to be in a space with those sorts of people. And the easier it's going to be to start distancing yourself from them. Because remember, when one door closes, another door opens. And you cannot bring in people who can truly love and support you on your journey if you've got the people holding you back with the chains, trying to pull you into a place where they are because they're not ready to move on and they definitely don't want to see you moving forward either. Right. Yes, it's. I definitely agree um, wholeheartedly. And the the other thing to remember is in this process, because it's it's going to be a purge, a huge purging process. Once you start to find that one or two or three things that you love about yourself, then comes the acceptance. And I don't mean just the acceptance of the love, but the acceptance of your flaws. Because there's not a single person on this planet who doesn't have flaws. And I, I think that's what humanity really means. Humanity is, is, is understanding that we are all on this journey and we're all in a different place. And not everybody is ready to be on your journey in the way that you want them to be. But once you accept yourself for all of the wonderful things that you are and all of the things that you're still working on as a work in progress, then you can start to speak your truth. Then you can start to speak up for yourself. And and that's what happened in my experience. It was starting to understand that these energy vampires, these people that you truly love or um, at some point in time had a, you know, a role in your life, their role is going to change once you start to shift yourself. And then you know, whether or not they're in your life, you know, is for for you and them to decide. But the most important thing to remember is, is that the relationship is going to change because it's what's best for you. It's what's best for your growth. 
And when you speak your truth, when you really speak your truth, a whole floodgate of this amazing light comes flying right out of the center of you. And it is freeing. It, it, it's a, the point comes where it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks anymore. It only matters what you think and what you believe and what you love and what you will and will not have in your energy space. Yes. And this journey to feeling empowered in this way is a journey. Yeah. And it's not always, it doesn't always move uphill, <laughs> so to speak. You know, there are definitely times where you will do and say what is best for you and you will feel empowered and it will feel amazing. And you go, yes, I think I got it. And absolutely, you are in that direction. But sometimes we'll have a little bit of a setback or sometimes that person that you maybe stood up for may act a little differently and then it may go back to being a little uglier looking. That's okay because it is part of the journey. There even may be moments where you might speak in a way, your old way, that you might not appreciate or not want in to have anymore as part of you. That's okay. You have to just recognize it, stop yourself, and continue to move forward. It's just part of the process. It, it takes time. It's like onion layers. You just peel them away. You peel them away. You're going to find emotions coming up as you peel them away, as you stand in your power. And it's part of the journey. And we're all on the journey. Yes. And I think that the key words to remember are that it's okay. That it is okay. It's going to be okay. You're going to be able to get through. And if any of you out there are like me in the whole idea of being a perfectionist, I sometimes feel like I have to have what I want now. I have to have that feeling. I have to be in that place that I want to be right now. And, and the thing with self-love is it is an onion layers. It's, it's onion layers because we're very complicated beings, but our purpose is not complicated what we're all here to do, what we're all here to be, is not complicated. So if you can just remember two words, it's okay. I know for me, having severe anxiety, it makes a difference in a situation. It makes a difference in an entire bad day. If you can just come to the center of yourself and say, but none of that matters because even though there's going to be good days and bad days and you're going to hate yourself one day and love yourself the next and and hate what others do to you or hate what you say and do to others, there's always going to be that moment where you're going to say, all right, it's okay. I'm going to be able to reset and I'm going to be able to continue on. And I think that's so important to remember in the journey because it's not all just going to like, it's not just going to snap and be done, you know? Right. Exactly. It's going to, it's a process. And you just have to remember it's a process. But here's also another important thing to remember. Just because sometimes in the process, you may get discouraged. Mm -hmm. This is where you need your support team. Because 
those people are going to be there for you to say, nope, just just keep doing it. Try some meditation. Do some meditation. Do whatever works for you. Run, yoga, whatever you need to do for self-care to achieve your self-love. Just always remember to keep moving forward in that. It's just because you may have a bad day or two. Don't allow it to have you just say, okay, I'm not trying this anymore. It's not working. It is working. You may not see it because the ba- the steps might be a little bit smaller than you want them to be, but that onion is peeling away and you are in the direction of pure self-love. Right. And and everybody's support team looks different. Your support team could be your best friend, like I have. Your support team could be a, a child. It could be a spouse. It could be a therapist. I mean, a support team means someone who is there to accept you for who you are and love you no matter what. And, you know, you lean on those people when you're having those discouraging moments. And then don't forget, you also have your your spiritual support team. You know, whether you're um, a person of prayer, whether you're a person of meditation, any way that you connect to the higher power, the higher energy source, God, that is also your support team. And I I pray very often, not for things per se, but, you know, for strength. I pray for the ability to see things in a different way. Whatever it may be, support has so many different layers and can be pretty much anything that you want it to be in your life. Yes. I am not only turning to my best friend here next to me, (laughs) but I know that I have a complete team of angels and guides on my side. So I'm never alone. And I know we've talked about this before, about never being alone. We are. We're never alone. Even when you feel like you're alone, it's as easy as calling in your angels and your guides. And I do feel the more that we start to open ourselves up and move into direction of self-love, our awareness of our spiritual support team starts to become clearer and clearer. Right. So self-love is ever-evolving. It's ever-changing, but it's ever-constant. So if you could do one thing for yourself today, if you could go out into this world after listening to us, I would challenge you to sit down and write down what you love about you and then maybe write it down on a sticky note and put it in front of your bathroom mirror or stick it on the wheel of your car or something like that. So that it's not just a a thing you do, like brush your teeth and then you forget. Something that you can have in front of you all different places so that when you're having an argument with a family member or if your boss just yelled at you because you didn't do something right, you can look at that and say, hey, though this may be occurring, it doesn't matter because I love who I am. Yes. And as part of my journey of loving myself more, I actually put a class together called I Love You More, which will be available. It's interactive, so we can even do something where we can interact it in our Facebook group that we have, the Butterfly Connection group. 
And we'll also have it available on our website. And it's a day-to-day interactive uh, five-day thing that you can do. But the great thing about it is it just doesn't have to be a five-day event. It gets you started for you to do continue to do it every day. I have found in creating it, it was very powerful and very helpful for me to move in the direction I needed to move in. And I hope that you will go to our website, thebutterflyconnection.com, and check that out and participate. We would love to hear your feedback. Absolutely. And I'll also, I'm going to put on the website too, um, a guided journaling exercise where you can do something that really, which I hope will help you that helped me immensely, was to sit down and, and guided journal about the things that I love about myself and what you would love about yourself. So check that out too, that we'll have that on the website as well. Yes. Well, I know we've only very slightly cracked open this conversation about self-love and support teams and moving past experiences that might be holding us back or people that might be holding us back. But I hope that we can continue the discussion in our Facebook group and online. And I am sure Sarah and I will be having more upcoming episodes regarding ways to break through anything that might be holding us back, just like the previous episode of Creating Labels. So we will continue to to guide you and um, support you in your journey. And we hope you all have an amazing day. Yes, have a wonderful, blessed day. Thank you for listening to The Butterfly Connection with Molly Ray Randall and Sarah Courtney. Check out our website at thebutterflyconnection.com and download our free weekly guided journaling exercises. We would love to hear from you. Subscribe to our podcast and give us a review. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. And join us next week for another soul-connecting conversation.